episode uh, for everyone posted, but you forgot something. I am not just your producer, the Deadite Knight. I am an award-winning artist and your <laughs> producer, the Deadite Knight. I won an art competition like an hour ago. Yeah, but there was some uh, shady actions going on there. Winners are winners. Alright, well we are driving in the car for this episode, and I didn't even look it up, this is episode 267, we'll go with. <laughs> I don't know if that one's right. It might be 66, it could be 68. Anyways, we're going to we're gonna have uh, our couple fact check- uh, checkers in the front seats here. We have Take guests. Care of it. We, we have guests. guests. No, they're fact checkers. Man, I'm, well, I'm driving. Yeah, we got a driver, and then we have the fact checker. The fact checker. Yeah. But uh, let's welcome in... Sci-Fi AJ, Backseat Baby. Hi. And Ecto. Hello, it's episode 266. Dang, we were nice. off on all of those. Oh man, I don't know, I thought it was 268. Alright, well, uh, welcome to episode 266 of the Games Little Podcast. I don't think that's right either. <laughs> I don't think that's right. That doesn't seem right to me. Nintendo was 265. Was that the last thing we did? Okay. Alright. Alright. 266 it is, and we want to thank our patrons. Thanking our supporters, patreon.com slash Media. Your financial contribution goes to the success, growth, and existence of GameZilla Media. And of course, the GameZilla podcast with uh, special perks starting at just $1 per month. Go to patreon.com slash Media and start your patronage today. All right, well, without uh, wasting any more time, we're going to get into the uh, news here. So let's get into it. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. Alright, topic number one. We got news. Now we do. EA. In Electronic Arts. Electronic Arts. I've heard of them. Based out of Cali. The executives of this company have decided to forego their bonus because of poor performance during fiscal year 2019. Grim, are you giving back your bonus? No, no, I'm not. Poor, poor performance of the show? No, I'm keeping my bonus. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, so... I just got out of him the he took a bonus. Okay, now I know. Yeah, now I know where we're at. Now we know what's up. <clears throat> Obviously, the news here is we always look at EA as, like, the big bad guy, the evil corporation... And so to see the, the to see the ex- president and the executives kind of step up and own their own policy, which they have a performance policy for um, all employees at EA, and since they also believe they did not meet the 
necessary levels of success for 2019, they held themselves accountable um, and, you know, only paid themselves millions of dollars instead of the millions of dollars bonus that they get. Well, that's kind of... To me, I kind of feel like, first of all, how did it, like, how did they this get found out, right? Like, it's it's in the news, we're, we're reading about it, that's great and all, but, like, was this kind of like a like a fluff piece that EA was like, let's make sure people understand that what we're doing here? Yeah. Because, like, this needs to be behind closed doors, it doesn't need to be public. Well, you know, you gotta think about that it, it wasn't a year ago that we heard about all of the shady stuff going on with that Toys R Us buyout where they were closing these stores... And the executives from the company that bought Toys R Us were taking bonuses off the closures. And that put a really bad stain on the reputation of that company and the people that ran it. So it, it definitely is a PR move for a company that often gets backlash from fans for DLC. And, you know, when you hear about working conditions and, like, like all that kind of stuff, it's, it's so easy for the witch hunt from the gaming community to, to be focused at... Electronic Arts for them to just say, hey, uh, as a company, we aren't performing up to our standards, so we're not going to take big fat cat bonuses, at least from my perspective as a video game fan, I go, well, that's cool, I'd still rather your games be good and you guys make a lot of money and everything's cool, but I guess I guess it shows that they're not, I don't know, that, that, that they do have standards themselves. Yeah, I mean, I guess so, I just, for me personally, I'm sitting here like, we already know that you didn't do well this year. We already know that Anthem's a disaster. Like, like, I, I guess to me, this is kind of like, yeah, thanks, Captain of the USS Obvious. We know you didn't do well. You didn't make the money you wanted to make. And now you're going to step up and try to be like, well, but we're still good guys. We're still good guys. We're yeah. going to do this. So, to, like, I don't know. With all this, with, with everything that you just said about the shady things that they have done and the, and the sidesteps that they have made, for them to come out and, and say this publicly, it's like, okay, cool. Why, instead of sitting there and just saying, well, we're not going to pay out our bonuses to, to these people, you should have said, we're not paying these bonuses out, and instead we're going to take those funds, and here's what we're going to do for our employees. Or because of this, we don't have to shut down a studio. Or because of this, this is why we're doing it. Yeah. If they would have added that extra piece, I probably would have had more respect for this like announcement. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It would be interesting to, to know that information. But I wonder, have, have we heard anything, or has there been any news about layoffs or closures coming from EA and is could this be a precursor could that could this come out them coming out and say hey we're not taking these bonuses um by the way we're gonna have to let some people go so I can't drop any names and I can and all I can say is that I have been told from an inside source that layoffs are coming yeah so it are they just trying to get ahead of it because you wouldn't want or they're maybe trying to Hey, we have to cut this much, but maybe now they only have to cut half, yeah. half of that amount because they're going to. That's why why they didn't take their bonuses again. Maybe that's why they can't announce it yet. But still, it's uh, it has been talked to um, from an inside source that they are have some of their employees have already been kind of notified about some potential adjustments being made. Hey, this is Ecto. So, hey, Acto. Uh, as a person who knows businesses and uh, knows how corporations are run, due to the fact that EA has a stock, 
Uh, this information probably came from a shareholders meeting. So uh, to keep the shareholders happy, they probably as an executive group went, you know what, we're not going to take our bonuses so you guys can still have that money. And uh, so, yeah, that's that might be where this information leaked from. I, I think there's a lot of wisdom behind what, what Ecto's sharing there. That makes a lot of sense because so much stuff that you wouldn't think would be public is disclosed for publicly traded companies. That's kind of the nature of the beast. You also have to believe Ecto because when you hear his voice, right, like he's got a good voice. He's a convincing yeah. guy. Yeah, EA is still an evil corporation. Yep. So. Always thought they were. Yep. They're they always, basically they always the, will be. The Sith of the video game industry. Still. Some people like the Sith. Some people want to be a Sith. I don't know. Anyways. I'm into it. Anyways, this is happening, and it's out there now, and people are... I think it's been funny. Some people are like, well, good for them. They shouldn't take a bonus until they make EA great again. And I'm like, EA hasn't been good for a long time. Like, Not since, not since FIFA Street 3, I don't think they've been yeah. great. Like, after the, 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 Where's FIFA Street 4? That's how you can make, make EA great again. Bring back NFL, or re- resurrect NFL... Uh, Blitz. I know Street. Those, Street was there. Well, Street was there, but now they buy, now Midway's gone and everything. So we just we take the Blitz and they buy the rights and they make a new Blitz. I don't trust them. I don't trust them either. But no one else is going to do it. So <laughs> that's the problem with this conversation. We don't trust them. Um, but no, they. So their victories for last year were still Apex Legends and FIFA 19. But beyond that, they felt everything else fell um, short. And of course, the big reasoning that they're that they're claiming as far as their biggest downfall was anthem and the bioware uh team and just not being able to have a good launch and then also just really not be able to correct the problems still for this game but the president has come out the ceo has come out and said that um they're going to stick by bioware they're going to work on this Uh, you know i just it gets to that point of is it too late already is it already too late and they should just cut their losses and figure out what they're going to do next. I don't. I don't mean cut. I don't mean cut Bioware off. Like I think you you need Bioware and you need a new Dragon Age or something. Like stick them onto something that's a pretty much an instant home run when it comes to the word the name Bioware. But um, I don't know. We'll still have to see what happens. Next up, I think you got a topic for us. Oh, do I ever? Topic number two. All right, let me let me let me get the facts up because this is this is something we're digging deep into. All right, uh, there there's a new game coming out and it's it's really unique and it's not something that I've heard of before and I think it's an experience that's going to be immersive and probably a trendsetter, a game changer. Okay, all right. Uh, there is a new game coming out. Where you have to play as Beyonce's assistant and play through a day on Twitter and try not to get fired. You get to be Queen Bee's assistant on Twitter. Try not to get fired. What a game. It's a Twitter game. That, that's your trendsetter? I, uh, what, think about what if there was a game where you get to be uh, Justin Bieber's bodyguard on Twitter. Or what about uh, a game where you get to... Um, Perhaps I'm just, become I'm, a travel agent on Twitter. I'm just gonna stop you right there. Just stop right there. Yep. This is not acceptable for our podcast. Topic number three. That's the best I could do. <laughs> Topic number three. Bax would play the game. We got booby issues. 
back's just perked up. That's that's. I think that's the technical term for this. There's some problems going on in the industry right now, okay? And um, I personally, I have my, my piece I'm going to say on this, but I'm not an expert on what's going on with this Final Fantasy VII remake and this character named AJ Tifa? Tifa Lockhart. Tifa Lockhart. I just want to make sure I got that right. From Final Fantasy VII, and yes, she's in Final Fantasy VII, the remake, yes. which we got to see some stuff during E3, yes. and and the you know the internet lost its damn mind because her boobs are smaller. AJ, you you were the first person to grab a pitchfork and a flaming torch, and you were the first one at the mob of Square Enix's door. Like like, give us the goods. Don't be holding out on a Square Enix. I, I wasn't like. I Could you speak like, up a little bit? I wasn't, and I feel like people could maybe just be excited to like see Tifa in. The footage, you know, like we hadn't had anything on the remake in a while, right? So just to get stuff in E3 in general, like that was exciting. And then it was like, oh, like we'll also show you this footage, and you're gonna have Tifa, who's like kind of like the secondary protagonist, like she's a super important character. I don't know, maybe people could just be excited to see her. And she looked great, like all the characters look great in the remake. Maybe people could just be happy. Yeah, but how good she look? You get that nosebleed? You get distracted? Like I'm more of like an Aerith guy, but like Aerith, depending on how you want to translate things, but I can respect people that would, like, appreciate Tifa the most out of the ladies of Final Fantasy VII. Like, I get it. I can respect it. I guess my whole cut thing was, I looked at pictures of the remake, you know, that was the first thing I saw, and I was like, she looks great. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm concerned what's going, I'm, I'm confused what's going on here. And then, like, I looked, I, I don't remember much of Final Fantasy VII. I played it back in the day on PC, and so I look up pictures from that game, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah, she's got giant boobs, but like, also, she's just a polygon, like, like, she's like old school Tomb Raider, right? Man, don't don't be knocking people's waifu. Those polygons are probably how some boys became young men. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure they were, but my whole point was like, I'm looking at this, and like, she still has an incredible attractive body if you if, if we're gonna go with this whole like looks thing for a video game character okay but at the same time this is a remake this is a this is a recreation so if I look at the reboot of Tomb Raider she doesn't have giant polygon breasts anymore she that's has, why I stopped buying them she has a realistic body that and she's been turned into this, not that she wasn't a badass before, but she's really been given this badass persona. And so, like, for me, I'm like, how is this any different? Like, why are people upset about this? And then in the Tomb Raider style, everyone, like, praised Crystal Dynamics for, like, being realistic. So. There's probably less people that would consider Laura Croft the wife. That's probably it. I don't think so. I don't think so, man. Man, what do you think? I think Laura Croft was a sex symbol back in the PlayStation 1, like, video game world. Did Laura Croft... She was a sex symbol. Was she in an issue of Playboy? Like, wasn't that, like, a thing that happened at a point? There was a website, right? Yeah. There was a website. Uh, I want to say that there was a Laura Croft-like feature in Playboy at a point or something. So, yeah, to to your point, that makes sense. But I uh, I have some information here regarding this subject uh, from... Tweaky Town or Tweak Town. Tweak Town, very reputable. Uh, 
and, and, and I'll, I'll quote the source here. Uh, recent, a recent erroneous report from Square Enix uh, says the ethics board uh, set oh, about Square Enix says the ethics board forced developers to shrink Tifa's boobs. But this info was based on a translation, which was a bad one, a bad translation. Uh, the S- says says tweak or whatever. Uh, the reality is Square Enix simply added a sports bra under Tifa's shirt to compress her bust and make her movement and actions more realistic and fluid rather than actually changing her body. Uh, but that's because, so the translation had something to do with the word restricted and squeezed. Yeah. And which I guess is like a, like in, in Japanese, it's more of like a bondage thing where they like bondage their boobs or whatever. Like, yeah, I read this. This was on IGN. Okay. So anyways, like, that's what they were talking about. That got that got translated to us, and then the and then the North American or whatever the rest of the world took that translation and was like upset about it. And it's like, why? Like, if you if really, I guess to me, like that means so this character is only loved in the universe of Final Fantasy because of her boobs. Because the second they messed with them, all hell broke loose. All hell broke. <laughs> I have a quote here from Tetsuya Nomura. Uh, oh, yeah, Tetsuya Nomura. He's a good guy. Uh, and, and this was you know, about the controversy. It's, quote, First of all, since we wanted Tifa to have defined abs, we made her more athletic-looking. And then uh, we were there was also the direction from our internal ethics committee uh, that as to not make her look more intense in her actions... And then be unnatural, and un- it would be unnecessary to bind Tifa's chest. This wow. translation is a little rough to read. Um, for her simply for to uh, for simple upper body clothing, we put a black undergarment, a fitting tank top, and a to be fitness conscious and a sporty design. So that was kind of hard to to work through there. But again, it's just corroborating what the the earlier quote said. You know. That they just wanted to make her look more athletic. So th- this isn't dead or alive v- beach volleyball, okay? If that's what you want, go play that game. That's me saying that. Yeah. I'm done quoting things. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I just do not understand why these people are so upset about this. But again, I'm, I don't play Final Fantasy. I don't understand the fans' minds. Especially, I just feel like in today's society right now, no, I was. I would expect the exact opposite, where where they would be applauding this adjustment to this character. To, I mean, in all reality, humanize her more instead of just some weird sex symbol within video games. And so I don't know. I don't get it. I think I think all these people that are upset about it need to just grow up and need to. I don't know. Appreciate a more realistic body of a human being and and this is stretching pass this is <laughs> this is like this is pushing the envelope because she's still super super sexy in this game so like it's still very final fantasy still very like big boobs small torso like you know like it's that typical style but i don't know you, you, they just i guess they want giant boobs just floating around Every time she's running up and down a cutscene, I don't, I don't get it. I think what they did was right, and I think I, th- I appreciate it. And we're not on the popular side of that choice, I guess. Well, it's it's easy for me 
to be a dick and just want to roast weeby Final Fantasy fans that are upset about... So do it if it's easy. No, it's easy for me to do. <laughs> I've been doing it, you weird-ass anime kids that are upset about this. But, in my own game community, the Mortal Kombat community... I can't go a week without someone being like, they should make the women look like they looked in Mortal Kombat 9 with the big boobs just wrapped up in cloth. Like, it's it's because they did go a more realistic and a more respectable approach over the last two games, the designs of these women. And there's still creepy neckbeard dudes that play these games, that play Mortal Kombat games that every week is like, well, they should probably make the titties bigger on Sonya. It's like, (laughs) no, it's unnecessary. We're, we're, we've moved beyond needing big booby ladies in video games. Like, unless you're going to play Dead or Alive or, I don't know, we'll give Ivy a shout out in Soul Calibur. Yeah, Soul Calibur. They haven't changed her at all. But yeah. I, So, I don't know, yeah, it's easy for me to be like, what's wrong with these people? But also, people within a game that I like to play still get a little butthurt about this. All right, well, maybe maybe you have some input that you want to share. You want to do that on the Discord. Go to gameslemedia.com. Click that Discord button right on the homepage. Join the Discord. Hop in there. Tell us what you think of, of this booby controversy, or maybe we want to talk about EA, or I don't know. Maybe you really are in talking to Deadite about this Beyonce game. But either way, we have uh, gamers from around the world talking about games every day. It's free. Join today. Discord. Games Let Me Do uh, that's our attack on the news. For these topics and much more, you can also visit the website and read blogs from people like Craig WK, myself, that I even once in a while, once a blue moon, makes a blog. Ha! Yeah, like I said, one, once once every other year. But Oof, I'm over. I'm about, about two years overdue. <laughs> but yeah, so um, we're 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 roll, rolling along here in a car. We're, we're, we're driving. It's a road trip, boys. Road trip. We had a really, really fun weekend. So our Zilla update is going to be, I think, focused around what uh, what happened this weekend. So uh, if you're if you're not familiar with the Legend of Retro, we got a host. Uh, his name is Chops. He's been around for a long time. Was a host of the Game Zone podcast, and and he's done plenty of other things. But he hasn't got married yet, and we had to have a bachelor party. That is true. So that's why we went up north to hang out with our buddy Chops, about 15 nerd nerds, all playing video games, doing nerd things up north. It was a good time. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, my... Can I paint the scene? Yeah, paint, paint it. Scene? Paint it well for us. Here we are, 15 nerds or so. <laughs> we roll. In a spacious Buick Enclave, piloted by Bax and co-piloted by Bob. We, we, we approach through a winding road deep within the woods to a marvelous A-framed cottage tucked just in the nestle of the woods. And there we filled this cabin with joyous noise, alcohol consumption, and video games. There you have it. That's a perfect. That was the perfect scene. We also had an amazing trip up. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, no. So yeah, we uh, we spent the weekend, and I wanted to go around want to go around the car here and just kind of I don't know pick some of our, our favorite moments. So obviously, I think we all want to give a shout out to Chops 
and uh, LPJ for for uh, organizing this. I'm not shouting him out. Yeah, that's fine. That's true. Last place, Jason. Even though he did uh, win this weekend, we let him win, guys. Let last place, Jason, win. Oh, not in my heart. But no, seriously, LPJ, Chops, had a great weekend. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, now we're heading back to the to real world, but... Before we do that, we're gonna we're gonna reminisce a little bit, and my favorite moments probably happened today, actually, surprisingly, and <laughs> we uh, we decided we were gonna play some some Battletoads, and I had brought the Xbox up. We had the rare replay copy um, going, and they had some updates to do, so we did. We we're gonna play last night. We got a little too, we partied a little too hard, got distracted, never played. So this morning, got distracted. yeah. So this morning, I decided, you know, or uh, was like, we still got time, so we play. Mind you, I've never played Battletoads on Rare Replay on the Xbox One. So I knew nothing about the rewind functionality or any of that. So we're playing, we get to the uh, speeder section, and I'm not very good, okay? I, I haven't played that game a ton. Uh, when I was a kid, I got to the speeder section, and that was about where I died every time. I always thought that was the last level. Yeah. And so we're going, and I accidentally, like, kind of freak out and squeeze my controller trying to, like, make an adjustment real quick. And I hit the trigger, and it rewinds us. And I'm like, oh, well, that's going to come in handy. And so every time I would die, I'd just rewind, and we'd try again. But we got to the speeder part, and I would keep messing up, so I would rewind, but I wasn't verbally, like, acknowledging (laughs) the glitch who, who was playing with me when I was going to let go of the rewind. So then the second that I would fix it, he would die. And we just got caught in this loop that caused us to go into a just hysterical laughing fit. That, Isn't that a game they're making, Deathloop? Deathloop, you're right. But they, um... So we had, we had everybody watching us, too. And I think Chops actually got video of it, so maybe we can share that up on social media. But we, we just sat there trying to fight our way through this speed speeder tunnel and we had like a half hour before we had to leave the the, the lodge the the cabin that we rented for the weekend needless to say we did not get through the tunnel even though we could cheat and rewind every time we messed up we could not sync together and actually make it happen but it was it was amusing I had a lot of fun and it just reminds me how excited I am for the new battle toads coming up Boys in the front, you got any gaming-related memories from the weekend you feel like sharing? Uh, I really enjoyed uh, watching the games done quick. Uh, That was really fun, just to see Tony's reaction to really rooting for people to die and not succeed in their speedruns. I thought that was really (laughs) funny. He was just like, yeah, this guy's going to (laughs) lose. So it was funny to watch. Uh, That was really cool. Uh, I enjoyed the gas games after the Polish restaurant. That was fun. <laughs> that was it. I liked um, I liked that Grim brought up a case that had a power source and a screen in it. So even though like the Blitz tournament, the NFL Blitz tournament on the 64 was going on the big screen, I was able to be set up with this case with a screen in it and Chops's hacked PS classic with Lunar 2 going. So I feel like there's a, like a lot of like gaming like amplification going on, you know, so it's like 
having a hacked PS Classic that I could play loot around, that was cool. Having a case with a screen in it that I could use for it, that was cool. To have, like, be able to play that while my friends, like four of them, were going head-to-head in Blitz. So yeah, that was a really cool experience. Cool, guys. Well, thanks for sharing. We, um, we had a good time, and I think the, uh, yeah, the games case that I picked up a while back that's got the built-in screens, just a hard shell I could bring my Xbox in, um, that worked out really well this weekend. I was I'm glad. I actually forgot I even owned that for a while, and then I cleaned my closet out, and I was like, oh, this will be perfect for the, for the bachelor party. Now, let's talk about that Blitz tournament, all right? So, I love Blitz. If you haven't listened to the episode of The Legend of Retro... Uh, where I was invited by Craig and the Glitch to cover talking about Blitz. Uh, you should. You can wait till this podcast is done and then listen to that one next, but you should listen to that one. Uh, so part of this stemmed on that episode because that day the Glitch mentioned that he's never been beaten at NFL Blitz. Now, again, we believe that was a little bit of you know hyperbole or, or, hyperbole or so that he uh, probably has lost at least a couple times in his life, but he's saying he's very good at the game. Well... I fancy myself at least an adequate Blitz player. I know how to play the game. So, Glitch decides he's going to put up these two-on-two Blitz tournaments with the eight people that remained at the party yesterday. Now, playing Blitz with two people is very different, especially if one person doesn't really know how to play the game. So, we, we wanted to allow Chops to pick his partner because it's his party and he had the opportunity to pick the first (laughs) the first overall pick the glitch just to to carry him to victory but chops likes a little controversy he likes a story to be told so chops picked me knowing that maybe i had a shot at bring him to a victory but it wasn't a it wasn't a done deal it told a more interesting story, a, a mountain to climb up. So it did end up being the glitch in LPJ versus Chops and I in the finals. And there was one moment, I don't ever remember being so happy playing Blitz ever in my life. I want to say, and you guys can correct me if I'm not remembering this right, I scored a touchdown to just tie the game in like the second quarter. It was still really early in the game where I just threw a pass through two defenders caught right into the end zone. It was like right at a goal line catch and stood up, yelled, high five. Like it was just the pure fun of playing video games with your friends in the same room. Like I'm such a big fan of like playing couch co-op. And so that was just a really fun memory and moment I'm always going to remember from, you know, the little blitz tournament that, you know, Chops and I did end up losing to uh, the glitch in LPJ and Unfortunately, uh, that means LPJ wasn't last place, which kind of hurts me to say. Um, and, you know, the game was really tight for about two and a half quarters. Am I right on that? Uh, sometime, somewhere halfway through the third quarter, uh, the blowout started. Chops and I sort of disintegrated. So I kind of personally think Tony was sandbagging and decided, oh, the game's pretty close. Let me try a little harder and, and take him out. I, re- I really think Tony... Was, was going easy on us, and then he, he kicked it up. Yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of seemed like that because we um, we saw what he was capable of in, in the early rounds yeah. when he knocked us out big time. But um, 
but yeah, I don't know. It was around that third quarter where all of a sudden um, your your partner Chops decided he was going to talk a little bit of smack. Yeah, yeah. And then I think that really was just a shift where it was like, okay, now you're going to lose. <laughs> yeah, and like Chops was vocal about his strategy, uh, and Chops just said, always pick the play that works every time. And again, Chops is not an experienced blitz player to know, yeah, there are some plays that work all the time against the computer. Um, The Hail Mary is not one of them. And I can tell you the Hail Mary does not work every time against humans, Uh, especially when you've said, now two games in a row, just pick the play I pick every time. It works every time. So the glitch did did just eat our lunch when uh, he realized Chops was actually just continuously picking the Hail Mary. But it, it made for a good laugh. Yeah. But overall, it was a good weekend. We played, uh, you know, we played other video games. Uh, we got some Robo Pit in there. Uh, we had the hacked PS Classic, which was pretty cool because we had a bunch of different PlayStation games to mess around with, from uh, Marvelous Capcom and Darkstalkers, and uh, there's even some like Gundam fighting games going on. But uh, I think oh, there was that Mortal Kombat three tournament that was just like the tournament mode that Trump oh, yeah. and I played the first day. Yep, yeah. and then. Um, Sci-Fi got to have some, like you said, some lunar uh, game time, so that was cool. And yeah, it was uh, it was good. We fit it, we fit in some disc golf, and we did uh, we did all some uh, tabletop Mega Man tabletop game. Listen, let's talk about the Mega Man tabletop game. For yeah, a moment. yeah. Why don't you apologize for talking so much shit about it? Okay, I don't think I vocally talk shit about it. I do think that I had a bad attitude about it at the beginning. So. LPJ, this was the game he got for his birthday, I believe, from his wife. And all weekend, this was like the first time Chops is like, this is something I want to do. He was going with the flow all weekend. He wanted to play this Mega Man board game. And I was like, guys, we got to do this. We got to play this game. So just the setup probably took us about 40 minutes to get everything set up. And LPJ's reading the rules. And I now realize I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> This game is so cumbersome and, like, kind of over-designed that I'm like, I, I, I'm i going to have a hard time tracking with this. I don't know if this is going to be fun. And, like, I'm looking over at Ecto, Grim, you know, the other guys in the room that aren't playing, just kind of, like, wide-eyed, like, this is a bad idea. And, like, Sci-Fi's over there, like, he doesn't really know what's going on either. It's like, okay, well, at least there's two of us that are going to be confused. And, like, I, I just point blank ask. I go, you know, is it too late for me to uh, bow out of this game and just watch? And Chops goes, you're playing. I was like, well, that's the end of that conversation. So we probably played the game for near an hour, which means we each had, like, two or three turns. It's kind of a long game. It took us a while to get going. But then I, I did have to admit, after we got about, about an hour into playing the game, going, uh, okay, I could. I see the fun. I'm starting to get this, but we saw where we were at. We're like, we're, there's no way we're going to be able to play this all the way through. It could take us four hours to play this game. So it, it was cool in concept, but I, I really do think it was over-designed for what a Mega Man board game should be. But it is supposed to be that like high-end, high-strategy uh, tabletop board game experience. So I guess that's just a, a quick thought to anyone who's seen that. Mega Man board game and, and was interested in it, you, you want to learn a little bit more before you pull the trigger and buy that one. Yeah, it looked uh, it looked pretty 
intense for sure. I was uh, off playing the messenger at the time at that point, but uh, we also got, left me there to die. That's right, me and Bex. We also got to play some um, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, so, sure we did. Yeah. We had an old visit from me mate, Charmus Bagot, a friendly stable hand with a shovel. He has a shovel. He likes digging stuff up. He does. Yeah, so we did a, uh, a short Dungeons and Dragons session, and um, Craig WK led us in that, yep, of course. Yep, Craig WK, of course, our our only DM, the one and only. So, but that was a lot of fun, and uh, that 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 sums up our weekend. We just a lot of good food, a lot of good uh, time, and just chilling at a, a really nice uh, cabin. You know, a really nice yeah. like log cabin with a had a sauna in the basement. Yeah, we sure did. that out. That was good, but. You know, it was uh, it was good. It was just a big nerd like land party, really. Just a just a land party for friends. So that was uh, that was cool. All right, well that's our Zilla update. We want to know what you're doing on the weekend, and you can let us know in the Discord. So join it. It's free. Talking gamers from around the world every day. Gameslovemedia.com. You want to remind people uh, what they what else they can do that I? I I got some things I could tell you to do. Okay, well, let's start with the. One at a time. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I would recommend you listen to the other podcasts available at gamesofthemedia.com, like, you know, The Legend of Retro, the show that Chops uh, helps host. Uh, you can also listen to Noobs and Dragons if you want to enjoy uh, the story of a Dungeons and Dragons campaign as it's being taken through by uh, three people that are learning how to play D&D. There's, the only pro there is Craig WK, the Dungeon Master. Uh, of course, we have the Last Action Podcast, all things action movie, uh, and uh, the Noiseland Arcade, our Simpsons podcast. And then if you've uh, gone through your podcasts for the week and you need more, then you want to go read the blogs at gameslovemedia.com, covering things like games, movies, and TV. And then also you can catch our streamers like Craig WK, Matrix on Stage, Cable, or what's well, it, Cable, Spidey2KX, Owl Zero, myself. And others, we're streaming almost every day, so you can always find one of us online streaming all sorts of different stuff. So there's a ton of content out there if you are looking for more. Uh, and then, of course, find us on social media to uh, you know keep up with everything that is going on. When is Craig going live? And when is Grim the Dino going to be going to finally finish a video game? Those are the things you're going to find out on social media. So. I think, uh, I think it's interesting. This is not the first podcast I've needed to take Pepto-Bismol to get through, but this is most definitely the first podcast I've needed to take Dramamine to get through. Yeah, so we were definitely, you know, we had breakfast, we're driving, and just started feeling, you know, that I just started feeling a little rough. I, I'm not going to lie, I started feeling a little rough too, but not as bad as you. You really, you really like fell off a cliff. I, I felt really bad. I'm yeah. really glad I bounced back so we could record this show. Yeah, I was worried we weren't going to be recording, but... Our first ever road show, literally driving down 75 right now. I think uh, I think we we did all right, you know, and uh, it was a good show. It's super short. I mean, we're gonna be what about a 40 minute show? It's not short. It's high value. High value for your time spent with us. There you go. There you go. It's like the dollar menu of the Games of the Podcast. There's also not a whole lot of news coming out of like a week or two weeks after E3, so. You know, we gotta we gotta give it a little bit of time for some good stuff to really spin up. But I thought the EA topic was was something we could cover. I thought this this you know this issue with the Final Fantasy VII characters was ridiculous. So covering all that, I think was was good. 
Your Beyonce thing was weak. I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure where you're going with that. Oh, uh, you know, it was pretty half-assed. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it might not even be a game. I might have just misread that headline and went off of it. <laughs> Fair enough. But And it was super cool for uh, Sci-Fi AJ, back to you, baby, to drive us all weekend, hang out with us. He's been he's been a, a hell of a chauffeur. Thank you for everything this weekend, buddy. You got anything to say? Um, Grim, thank you, and Grim, and Ecto, and Ethan, well, Deadite, sorry, I'm not trying to use the government names out here. Thanks. Um, thanks for being my friends, and I'm just glad to be here. Absolutely, and then, of course, we have the man that flew all the way from another country, just kidding, from Minnesota, but still, Ecto, coming in here, teaching us things about, I don't know. Stockholders. Yeah, stockholders, showing us really why EA is still evil. But thanks for thanks for coming out for for the weekend and spending time with us, uh, sharing a bunk bed with me. I was top bunk, you were bottom bunk. We didn't, you know, nothing. The, it worked out. the The bunk beds didn't fail. We didn't kill each other. You know, it, it was all it was a good weekend. Yeah, it was great. I had a really good time. And regarding uh, gamers having issues with things, it's, I think the whole Final Fantasy VII falls into the same Sonic issue with the movie that they they, they were showing. Where the internet just turns on whatever somebody's trying to, whatever creative project someone's trying to push out, they just come in and they're like, "I don't like this," and uh, they just start banging the "I hate this" drum until somebody listens, and then uh, yeah, then then the creative person's like, "Great, well, I'm glad that I made this thing for you, and you hate it." So, uh, grow up. That's it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, as far as being an artist, it's tough in this uh, day and age where. You're sitting here trying to create something, and everybody's going to judge it because it's not what they want. But then if you were to give them what they want, then they would judge it a different way and still have a problem with the project. So it it is very hard to please people. And I think actually what, uh, like I said, what Square Enix and and Crystal, uh, not Crystal Dynamics, what Square Enix did with the the remake is is the right move. I I concur. All right. Well, thanks to our fact checker, we do know this is episode 266. Sure. I still feel like it's wrong, but, you know. It's because you started with episode zero. Yeah, but that, that's not this show. We didn't do that with this show. <laughs> but anyways, thank you for hanging out on episode 266 of the Games Little Podcast. Brought to you by our patrons. One last time, let's thank our patrons on Patreon.com. Yeah, thank you so much to all of our patrons that uh, contribute to the success of the Games Little Podcast. Through financial contributions, again, contributions can start at just $1 per month. Every dollar uh, helps GameZilla out immensely. But there is also a special level of exclusive access, starting at just $5 a month, where you can get shows that aren't available uh, at any of the other regular places you'd listen to GameZilla or Legend of Retro or any of our other shows. They are available just on Patreon.com slash Media. And if you are listening to this show and you love the fact that it was a road show and you wish this would happen more often then become a patron and start supporting this show and then tell us that's something that you want because then maybe we can make it happen. And one last one last plug I'm going to throw out there. If you're a, a, a nerd-type, gamer-type dude that listens to our show, because I can't imagine you wouldn't be uh, if you made it all the way through this podcast, uh, go ahead and get in our Discord if you either are having your own bachelor party coming up or... Uh, you have to plan one for someone else and you know they'd like gaming and that kind of stuff, get in the Discord, talk to us about it because we'd love to talk to you about different uh, fun ideas you can do when you're gaming with the boys at a, you know, an all-night party. A lock-in, as you would. They still do lock-ins? 
Are kids allowed to stay out at night? Yeah, uh, sure. We're going to go with sure. I think so. But, all right, guys. Well, thank you for hanging out on this episode. We will catch you next week. We'll have uh, our normal our normal live show on Twitch and Facebook. But uh, for now, just remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time... <laughs>